Sports is recorded in Harrisonburg, Virginia, in the heart of the Shenandoah Valley. Starring Dave. Surprising little fun fact, King Griffey Jr. was the first number one overall draft pick to go into the Hall of Fame. Chris. ALCS MVP for the Houston Astros. Gary Sanchez. Brad. You're a professional. Act like you've gotten criticism before because obviously you have. And Joe. Yeah, Chris Davis is awful. And now, 4D Sports. We continue our Valley League season previews with a Valley League alum of the Percival Cannons, current member of the Atlanta Braves organization, Ray Hernandez. He is our favorite interview every year. He's becoming an annual tradition here on 4D Sports. Uh, Ray, let's start by talking about your experience last year. You got drafted. You got in the Braves organization. You went to the Gulf Coast League where you hit 283, I believe, five home runs, 25 RBIs. You really raked in your abbreviated rookie ball season. Uh, just talk about the experience you had. Um, well, what the job? How are you doing? Good. Um, yeah. Uh, um, first season, uh, learned a lot. Part of being, you know, now a professional. Uh, the game's a lot different in college, especially where I played in college. Um, I learned. Basically, how to how to have a routine. Um, in college, you have a routine, but there's a lot of things that that get in way. You know, some days you have a lot of homework. Some days you have, you know, study hall. There's a lot of things that kind of just pop up in college. Where in professional, things don't really pop up. It's just a lot of just the same things over and over again. But I was glad. I was really happy about my first year. That's great. Um, I I want to ask now. I mean, what's next for 2019? So I. I did pretty bad in spring training. I didn't go off to the hot start that I expected and that I think that the Braves expected of me too. Um, I struggled in spring training a little bit. I did. I thought I did enough, but I, I mean, in their eyes, I didn't do enough, and that's really what matters. Um, so I didn't get to go to Class A like I was supposed to. I had to stay back for extended spring training, and while I was here, they decided they wanted to move me back to third base. So I haven't, I haven't played first base since the GCL season ended, and I'm, I'm so I'm so grateful for that opportunity because, to be completely honest, initially I was like, dang, well, that sucks. I'm going to have to be here a little longer. I'll probably have to play a little more rookie ball before I head to Class A. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I'm um, back at the same, you know, my old position, a position that I'm just naturally better at. First base, I'm still learning. Third base, I, I, I feel like I have a pretty down pat. And I'm just happy that now I get to – move along in my career as a third baseman as opposed to a first baseman who can play third. I'm happy that I'm I'm a third baseman, which I'm, I've always been. I played that in the Valley with Percival and Alabama State. I always played third base, but it just makes me a little more versatile. You know, third baseman who can play first base and right field. I will say the other thing that you and I spend a lot of time talking about, though, and I know you've been wanting to talk about um, for three weeks now, is Liverpool Football Club. You and I will oh, yeah. Twitter message we will text message about Liverpool. Um, I think I, I didn't ask for your opinion after the first leg, but I can tell you, I was thinking, I just hope we don't get embarrassed at Anfield. I hope we make it respectable. And then, and then we won, ended up winning the tie with a four, no win at Anfield. And it was pretty nuts. Um, what were your reactions as a fellow Liverpool fan? Well, you saw most of the reactions, especially if you have me on social media, <laughs> but I was I was really disappointed after the first game just because Barcelona is a massive club, but so is Liverpool. And and I've watched and me and you have been through Liverpool when shoot 
Brendan Rodgers era where, like, we had a good team, but we just couldn't get – you just couldn't finish it. We couldn't finish it. We couldn't really put it together. And now that Klopp's here, the team is amazing. I, I, I like – there was a period of time where I, I always liked Liverpool. I've always liked Liverpool. But I liked other teams where now I'm, like, I've always loved Liverpool and now I'm all about Liverpool, which is – I'm so happy about that. The first and second leg, I watched it here in the hotel. And Saturday, we have a few days off because of the draft. And we're allowed to leave on Saturday. But I don't want to go home and watch the game in Orlando. I want to watch the game in this hotel room where I where we won. And I really don't want to jinx it. So I'll tell you right now, the first leg was tough to watch because I thought, I really truly thought we played better than Barcelona in the camp now. I think we played very well. But Messi just had one of his games. And that's just frustrating because Messi's the best player of all time. That's that You can't argue that. And I just felt like, dang, like if, as long as we hold them, we'll be fine. And I remember going into the second leg, um, I rushed from the field to get to the hotel. I was like, okay, listen, like, Anfield's good for that. Maybe not so much Premier League games, but U- European nights, no, that's what Liverpool is literally made for. That team is built on that. And I remember thinking to myself, like, listen, if we score one quick, we'll, we'll, and you saw, you see on Instagram, I said, I was like, listen, if we score a quick one, we're going to win the whole thing. And I tell you what, like, after we scored the first one, Origi scored the first one, I wasn't too, you know, I didn't get over the moon just yet. I was just, okay, you know, hey, we're fighting, we're fighting. Now, once Wijnaldum scored the second one, I was like, no, we're winning this game tonight. We're winning this game tonight. And then the header was, I don't know, like five minutes later, and I freaked out. I didn't freak out as much for the fourth goal or the second goal as I did for that third one. Literally, I was like in slow, I felt like it was in slow motion for me. Like, Wijnaldum jumps. He heads it. I'm literally screaming before the ball gets in yet. And then um, the last goal was just, you know, it's, it's it's a little bit of luck. Barcelona was sleeping, but we'll take it. We'll take it. I'm I'm really proud to see that, you know, even though this season has been a rough one, especially for us. You know, we've had, God, we've had our ups and downs, and we've been we've been up. And I and I told you and I told you this before <laughs> in past interviews that I'd rather have the Premier League than the Champions League. I've told you that before. You have. And because the Premier League is just so long, it's just, you know, when you win the Premier League, like, for example, let's say Tottenham wins on Saturday, which will never happen, but let's say they win. <laughs> you could say <laughs> you could say that that was, like, a fluke, you know, they just had a lucky tournament. You can't get lucky and win the Premier League. You know what I mean? No, and that's the thing about, you know, these the European leagues in football. Um, when when you win the league, like you say, they say that they have a saying over that the table doesn't lie. The season is so long. Everybody plays the same schedule and the best team always comes out on top. Unfortunately for us, oh, any other year we would have won the premier league except this oh, yeah. year. So that's frustrating, yep. but um, oh, yeah, yeah uh, I agree, Ray. Um, I, I had a slightly different experience. So I actually, because the games are in the middle of the week and luckily, I guess for me, I work in a place where I don't have cell reception. So it's pretty easy to just put it on airplane mode as soon as I get ready to leave work and then head back and watch the games that I've recorded without any spoilers. And okay. after I watched the first leg and I lost two hours of my life, um, I was like, oh, gosh, I had the same impression you did. I was like, I actually don't think we played bad. I just think we played the best player in the world and he did what the best right. player in the world does. Um right. And so I got ready to leave and I, I didn't have my plane or my phone in airplane mode, but I did turn all of the score alerts off. Okay. And I called my brother and I was like, Hey man, um, what's going on? And he's like, did you record the game today? 
And I was like, yeah, is it worth watching? And he goes, uh, if you recorded it, you should watch it. And I was like, well, do we lose? Because if we lose, I don't want to watch it. And he's like, it's interesting. Just watch it. And I was like, wow, okay. Man. So I get back. Um, I'm watching it. And my brother, unbeknownst to me, is actually heading to Waynesboro while, I'm, while I've started watching the game and uh on dvr and when it gets to th- when we scored the third goal like i was losing it as well and i was like yeah. oh my gosh and so then i called my brother i was like oh brad is this thing going to pks because if so i just need to fast forward to pks because i'm going to lose my i'm going to have a heart attack here i'm losing right. it and uh, he goes it does not go to pks and that's all he said and i was like brad if you made me watch us lose <laughs> i'm going to right. punch you so then uh, he walks in the door just in time to watch the fourth goal go in. And I, oh, man, cheeky as all get out, but I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, brilliant no, move. So brilliant move from Alexander Arnold, who is rapidly becoming my favorite player. And yeah. and uh, Divock Origi, who has been, you know, just the the man off the bench to save Liverpool whenever we've needed him. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was pandemonium in the apartment. Um, and... To, when we held on just to me and this is this is different I, I love baseball baseball is always probably going to be my favorite sport but I think and I, I told this to another friend of mine I think soccer has finally replaced football as my second favorite sport American football from the sense that after that game watching the players and Klopp and everybody involved in the team line up in front of the cop end and sing you'll never walk alone with the fans. It was just a very chilling moment that you don't get in other sports uh, yeah. professionally in America. Um, you know, like I said, I'm always going to love baseball. I've grown up watching baseball. And as an Orioles fan, if I can power through the first 15 memorable years of my life, I can power through what what's ahead in the Orioles organization. But right. um and so if the Orioles ever win a World Series in my lifetime, that will be a truly sweet moment. But I agree. Uh, watching Liverpool do what they did in the Champions League semifinals this year, if they don't win the final, I think it puts a real sour taste on that and puts a damper oh, on man. that. But oh, yeah. if they go on to win the final, and like you, I think it just feels like it's destiny after what they did in that semifinal. Um yeah. That is going to go down as one of the greatest nights in Liverpool history, and yeah. I, I'm so glad I got to see it. I'm so glad Klopp's here, like you said. Uh, he's he's an infectious guy. He's why I like Liverpool. I just happened to be. Uh, it was after a World Cup year. I wanted to watch European soccer and get involved. So I was like, okay, I, I know who these players are right now, but four years from now, it's going to be a brand new bunch of players. I want to follow some of these people so I know who they are before they the World Cup comes around. And I was watching and Liverpool happened to be on that week. And there's this German coach running up and down the sideline, just like a crazy person celebrating. And I was like, I love this guy. And then you watch the team play and they've got so many great players last year. Most a lot out of nowhere this year, not as many goals, but I do think people unfairly are like, Oh, Salah's not having as good of a year when in reality, he's having a pretty good year. He's still tied for the most goals in the premier league. That's pretty good. people People are ridiculous. Like, they're quick to say things like that, and I've told you this before, but Salah's not even our best player. Sadio Mane's our best player. He's when, good. He, he's our, he is by far our best player. And listen, there's going to be a time, and, and we can cope, we can literally bookmark this little section of the interview because this is going to come back at some point, but Sadio Mane maybe three – his contract is for five years, contract. I'm telling you, four or five years from now, he'll leave Liverpool and he'll go play for Real Madrid. I'm telling you right now. Sadio Mane is our best player by far. He he has everything. He has everything that you want from a player, 
The only thing is he had to like kind of like blossom. And having Salah there last year really put a fire on him this year. And when Salah was not there in the beginning of the season, Mane was there. And he's a, a massive part of, of how we've done this year. I, I hope you're wrong about that, Ray. I hope he won't leave and go to Real Madrid. But I, I hope Klopp's infectious nature is enough to keep the boys around. Um, I, I would say Virgil van Dijk, though, maybe best because he transformed that team. When he got there, the defense all of a sudden got rapidly better. And uh, he has been a real anchor there. I know he's not the goal scorer, which um, yeah. is, you know, how you win games a lot. But I think he's played a big role. Having Allison in the goal this year has been amazing oh, as well. You know, Van Dyke is <laughs> Van Dyke's the, the best defender in the world. And without him, a lot of the, our team wouldn't be what they are today. Um, but Sadio Mane, I'm telling you, Sadio Mane at some point will be Premier League um, Player of the Year the same way um, Van Dyke was Player of the Year this year. Um once we get all we need for this team to get unbelievable, because it'll, I think for the next couple of years, it's going to be us and City just fighting for the Premier League and fighting for the Champions League. I don't think so much Champions League. We'll still be up there. We'll always be up there because our team is just so good at, right at the moment. Um, and guys are young, too. We don't have very many old players. I think mean, the oldest players we have are like Lalana, Milner, um, Henderson. And these are, Henderson's like 27 years old. So he's right. not an old player at all. So. This squad that we have can definitely improve if we get, like, let's say, um, we won't get Delict, who's from Ajax, the center back, and that would be amazing. He's going to cost us like $100 million, so we can't afford him. But another center back, or put Joe Gomez there and let him develop. There's so many things that can happen, but our team is, is just elite right now. So there's not really much else we can do is get, except get other role players. Like, for example, like Shakiri, that's a massive, a great role player, and he, like, he might not have scored – a boatload of goals this season, but he did score two goals against Manchester United, and that game was huge for us. We won that game. If we lose that game, we would have lost the league by four points, not one point. So there's a lot of things that make a team elite, and having these role players are so important, and that's exactly what Klopp – I mean, we might sign one, maybe two players at the most in, in the summer. So it's just, I, I, I'm, I'm very happy that Van Dyke chose to go to Liverpool um, as opposed to other clubs, because he could have went to a lot of a lot of different clubs, and yeah. thankfully Liverpool is becoming a, a destination. Just how you said, like Liverpool, the city itself isn't like London or Madrid or any of these massive cities. But what they do have is this soccer culture, this environment. You know, clubs there, the fans are always behind you. People want to play for that. You know, people like to play for a good manager, and that's the most important signing that we've made in all these years is having Klopp come from Borussia Dortmund. That's huge. And people don't really understand it, but they're slowly getting into it. Shoot, that's how you became a fan was because of a because of a manager, not even because of a player. You know? Yeah, I I, I totally agree with what you're saying, and I think I agree. It's not going to be a big transfer haul because I think you like as you hit it. This team is elite right now. I think what you're looking for is depth. That's the one thing Man City has that exactly. we don't exactly. is depth. Exactly. And uh, you know, you mentioned Joe Gomez at center back. I thought before he broke his leg, Joe Gomez at center back was. I I was amazed at what he was doing. I think yeah. Oxlade Chamberlain coming back next year for a full season yeah. will be like a transfer because we didn't have him basically the entire season. Um, Lalana's been on and off with injuries. Yeah, so it's going to be a great season next year too. Um, but obviously, I want to win Saturday first, and then oh, yeah. um, and then we'll worry about next year then. But going back to baseball, Ray, I want to ask you who are some of the players in the majors right now that you are like appointment viewing for you. Well, I, I didn't catch the last part about what 
point of viewing appointment viewing for you like if that guy's oh. going to be on tv you're like okay. i need to watch that guy okay um i watch the braves games a lot and let me tell you something and and people and i've been talking about this guy for a while since i've been with the, obviously since I'm with the braves i see him a lot but austin riley is the truth people people don't really understand yet they see a glimpse of it 13 games six home runs that's amazing but right now, out of all the players that like that I'm that is in MLB right now, um, I don't really make too much make it a thing. Uh, let's say if I'm flipping through channels or I'm watching the MLB at bat and Trout gets an at bat or Harper, any of these big name guys are up to bat, I'll leave it and finish the at bat. Or if he's on deck, I'll wait until he gets to bat. You know, next inning. But <clears throat> right now, Austin Riley is the truth, and he's a he's a great guy. A lot of times, you meet these big players, and I've met a, a few guys like this, and you meet these massive prospects and you meet these guys who played in the show and a lot of times you're kind of disappointed because they're not um they're not the most humble guys and they're not really guys that you want to talk to but ever since austin riley played he was rehabbing his knee <clears throat> excuse me and he played in the gcl with us last year and since from the moment he got there he was giving me advice and telling me oh you know um i know you're playing first but when you do play third you should try to do this when you warm up try to do this this is what i do in the off season and and in spring training, we took a lot of ground balls together since I was moving from first to third. And he's always like, he was always willing to give me advice. If he saw me make, I would tell him, hey man, if you see me make a mistake or, or you see something that you don't like, let me know because, you know, we're the same age, but he has a, a lot more experience in professional baseball than I do. Um, and from the moment that, that I met him, he was just a guy that was like willing to help. And you see his attitude, you know, when it comes to his teammates, when it comes to the game. And it's really fun to see him. He's been he's been knocking at the door for a long time, and to be honest, he should have made it a few years ago to MLB. But he's there now, and he's tearing it up. And it's and it's fun to see that. It's fun for me to go on Instagram, or for me to check the you know get the update of Austin Riley hits a home run. That's pretty cool. That's a guy that I shake his hand. I sit there with him. You know, we've sweated together, worked hard, getting ground balls together, and it's just cool to see that. Um, it kind of helps me and gives me a little bit more of like um, motivation. To, to be like, listen, if he can make it, then I can definitely make it too. Well, thanks for talking to us again, Ray. It, it really means a lot to us that you sit down and talk with us every year. Um, I know I enjoyed talking Liverpool with you, and um, you know I'll be texting you Saturday, I'm sure. But uh, best of luck in 2019. Uh, I know we'll have the Google alerts ready for Ray Hernandez anytime Ray Hernandez is doing something uh, in the Gulf Coast League or. Uh, another rookie ball or single A league, it, our phones will all be alerted and then we'll, it'll be a race in the group text to see who texts the other three guys first. But uh, thank you yeah. for just being you and allowing us to interview you and your great personality. Thank you. I appreciate it. You guys are, are great to me. You've been great for me since the day you guys met me and um, I'll never forget you guys, no matter how far I go and all that. So I'm, I'm happy. And whenever you need to do any of these interviews or chat about anything, just let me know. All right. Thank you, Ray. Again, ladies and gentlemen, if you're interested in listening to any of these Valley Baseball League season previews, be sure to check out our Twitter, Facebook pages. You can also find 40 Sports on Apple Podcasts. We're also on the Podbean app if you search 40 Sports Podcast. And of course, now we are on Spotify as well. So please, there are a lot of ways to find us. We're on Twitter at 40 underscore sports. We're on Facebook, 40 Sports Podcast. Plenty of ways to reach out to us. And we hope you're enjoying the season previews. Again, thanks to Ray and all the people who have talked to us so far. We will be releasing more episodes later tonight. Thanks.